Hello, welcome to the Joshua Generation Sermon of the Week. I hope and pray that you will be blessed as you listen to this sermon and encounter God in a new way. God bless you. Go ahead, take a moment and just worship Him in your own words. Go ahead and just magnify His name right where you are. Lift His name high. He alone is worthy. He is enthroned above every other God. There is none like him there is none besides him all other gods but are but idols and he alone remains true he alone remains supreme why don't you lift your voice and worship him why don't you lift your voice and ascribe all greatness to his name not because it is just a routine part of the program but let it come from the depth of your heart in this moment right now begin to release it from the depth of your heart and just pour out words of love before the Lord. Pour out words of worship before the Lord. Let the Lord receive your worship as a sweet essence. Let the Lord receive your worship as a sweet aroma on his throne. Father, you are the river that never runs dry. From which we drink from and have life eternal we honor you this afternoon we give you thanks because you alone are God there's none besides you father receive our worship receive our praise receive our seeds of sacrifice our offerings we honor you and bless your holy name in the most exalted name Jesus, we have prayed, amen and amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord your best clap offering in the house. Is somebody excited to be in the house this afternoon? Why don't you make a joyful noise to the Lord? Not even the devil can hear you. You need to make it louder in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Please be seated. And I want you to give an airwave to your neighbor and welcome them to church. And uh, let's also welcome, do we have anybody that is visiting for the first time? You came to church today for the first time. If you're such a one, we want you to stand to your feet. If you're a visitor, please stand to your feet. And let's just welcome you. You came to church for the first time. Uh, you were in Bread of Life Church for the first time. Would you stand to your feet so that we can welcome you? Do we have anybody? All right. Everybody has been to Bread of Life before. Okay, great. Let's welcome those that are joining us online. Our live streaming uh, members. We want to welcome you, and we trust that God will be able to bless you in the same way that he's ministering to us here. All right, let's go to Luke chapter number 1, and we'll read verse 1 to roundabout 37. I'll be using the NLT version. Luke chapter number 1, verse 26, all the way through to verse 
37. The Bible says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this be, or how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she is now in a sixth month. And verse 37 says, for nothing is impossible with God. Take us back to verse 36 there. And uh, there is something I want us to sink in there. I want us to read verse 36 and verse 37 together. Verse 36 and verse 37. If you can read it as loud as you can, that would be good. One, two, three, four, read. Okay, verse 37, you can read it louder and better. One more time. Louder than that. Subject this afternoon, encountering the possibilities of God. Encountering the possibilities of God. Last evening, I was trying to consolidate the sermon that I was going to come and preach today, and I had been working on something throughout this week, and late in the night, I sat down to just be able to consolidate that, and as I was doing that, the Holy Spirit ministered to me that that was not the sermon that was due for today. Uh, it was due for another day. So... I was a little bit taken aback because now I needed to start preparing another sermon altogether. And uh, I started waiting upon the Lord to be able to hear what direction uh, he wanted me to take. So I tarried in God's presence and uh, by midnight I still didn't have a word. And if you know what it means to be a pastor and not have a word by midnight... Uh, it's a lot of panic. 
but then I waited longer and further, and still I didn't get a word. So I was almost tempted. I said, Holy Spirit, you should have just let me continue with my sermon. But the Holy Spirit told me, no, that is not the word. So I said, okay, the people I'm supposed to preach to are sleeping. Can I also go and sleep? So I went and slept after midnight without a sermon. And this morning, the Holy Spirit woke me up quite early. I went and started studying and reading God's words. And he told me, I want you to preach on the subject, encountering the possibilities of God. So I began to prepare that. And when I came to church, I found Bishop is preaching possibilities through the God factor. I knew God is about to release possibilities in your life. So I was very excited. After the service, I went and told Bishop, I said, this is what is happening. He was so excited. He said, ha, this is a confirmation that God wants us to hammer this message. So next Sunday, he's coming to continue on that one. I'll also come and continue on the same one. Until whatever is impossible in your life becomes possible in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear your amen. By the year 2021 end, you will have a testimony of possibilities in your life. My first point, life experiences and circumstances have a way of conditioning us. Life experiences and circumstances have a way of conditioning us. Every one of us, where we're sitting right now, we are a culmination of a particular conditioning based on the experiences of our life, based on the things that we've gone through, based on the things that we have encountered. And life conditioning happens at various levels. There are different facets and segments of life that for each and every circumstance you've experienced, for each and every situation you've experienced, there is a process of conditioning that takes place. And sometimes you don't even realize it, but it's happening. It could be conscious, and sometimes it's unconscious, but there is a programming that is happening. So life experiences and challenges, or life experiences and circumstances, will condition you in a certain way. You may consciously know that that is what is becoming of you, but I'll tell you, there are a lot of people that are becoming things they are not aware of, but they are becoming by reason of the things that they've gone through. They are becoming based on life experiences. Conditionings could be psychological conditioning, that your mind and your perception of life is based on what you have gone through. Psychological conditioning could be that the possibilities of things you see is determined by what has been consistently possible within your environment. So if you have continuously been exposed to impossibilities, it is difficult for you to see possibilities at a certain level. It means that you have gone through a psychological conditioning. Conditioning could be an emotional conditioning. That for where you are today, you probably don't even realize it, but there is a conditioning 
emotionally that you have gone through based on your life experiences and circumstances. There could be a, a social conditioning. A social conditioning is the norms of what society has told you that there is a certain way you are expected to behave. There is a certain way things are done based on where you come from. So if you are a lady, you are told as a lady or as a young woman, this is the way you are supposed to behave, behave based on the social norms, the social conditioning. The social conditioning could be that you are coming from a broken family, a broken home, and the only thing you've been exposed to is perhaps violence in the house that you were brought up. There was never a point where you saw your father and mother ever happy together. It was always a series of conflict. And without you realizing, but a social conditioning was beginning to take effect. And so now you have, you have grown up and you're an adult, but there's a certain way you begin to respond to life based on your conditioning, psychological, emotional, social. Whatever it is that you've gone through, you may not realize it, but it has programmed you in a particular way. The challenge, brothers and sisters, is that we tend to respond to life based on the direction of our conditioning. We tend to respond to life based on the direction of our conditioning. There are things right now you are able to do, but you can't do because where you come from, you have never seen it happen before. I remember talking to a friend of mine a couple of years ago. He was here in Lusaka, had been doing some uh, farming and some, you know, livestock and, and agriculture and so on and so forth. And then he was transferred to Ndola and relocated to Ndola. So one time I'm on my way to the copper belt, I pass through Ndola and stop over. And I think round about the same time, I was equally trying to go into agriculture, uh, knowing and recognizing that it is one of the, the growth sectors of our economy. So I recognize there is opportunity there. How do we begin to position ourselves to go into agriculture. And so this gentleman had been barely maybe three, four months or so round about there in Ndola, which is a new city for him. And I stop over in Ndola to see him, and he begins to take me through various projects that he had been working on. And uh, he took me to his farm. I went to his house. I found he's doing poetry. There's something happening. He's doing different kind of things. And I'm thinking to myself, why can't I do this kind of things? Why is it easy for this guy to just, he's new in the city, but all of a sudden he's already set up a poetry. He's already doing certain things that I am aspiring to do, but I'm not able to do. So in my interaction with him, I realized that why it is easy for him to step into those things is essentially because he grew up at a farm. He grew up at a farm. His, his father and mother were uh, on a farmhouse. So throughout his upbringing, he grew up exposed to farming. He grew up exposed to doing things that relate to poultry, that relate to livestock, that relate to agriculture and crop production. So because of that continuous conditioning, it became easy for him to step into any environment and be able to replicate what he has been conditioned to do. You need to be aware 
that as a human being, you are literally bound to replicate what you have been conditioned by life. And that is why as a believer, you don't leave your conditioning to chance. You don't leave your conditioning to, to do its own work or to be on autopilot on its own. You need to be able to intentionally be aware of what is conditioning you. Because we tend to respond to life based on the direction of our conditioning. So the case in point here is that the angel Gabriel comes and visits Mary and announces to Mary, greetings, favored of the Lord. And there is already a problem just by the greeting, just being greeted, Mary has a problem. Just a brother saying, hi, beloved of the Lord, who are you talking to? Because you are not used to being greeted in a certain way. So Mary has never had anybody come to him, to her and tell her greetings, favored of the Lord. Her conditioning was such that she was never greeted in that particular order and manner. So already by the angel coming to greet her in that way, Mary has a problem. But worse still, beyond the greeting, the angel has got a peculiar news for her. Says, you have found favor with the Lord. Behold, you are going to have a child. And he shall be the son of God and you shall name him Jesus. And he shall reign over the kingdom of his ancestor David. And to his kingdom there will be no end. Another problem. I am a lady engaged. Three weeks ago, I posted on Facebook that I have been engaged to Joseph. I changed the settings on my Facebook page, relationship status in a relationship. Previously, Mary's relationship status used to be it is complicated. But when Joseph engaged, Mary is settled, ready to be married. And then the angel comes and says, you will have a child. It doesn't make sense for Mary. And the Bible says in verse 29, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what could the angel mean. Everything that was being announced was contrary to Mary's conditioning. In other words, there is a prescription that society had set for how things should be done. There is a protocol that society had prescribed on how things should be done. And as far as Mary was concerned, everything in her life was supposed to happen based on the prescription of society, based on the protocols of the environment she lived in. But like somebody sitting here and listening to me right now, I came to announce to somebody, God is about to step into your situation and begin to break the protocols that your family has set for you. God is about to step into your situation and begin to break the protocols that the society you are in has set for you. They said you can only do it this way. God is coming in and is saying you don't have to wait for three months. You don't have to wait for six months. Your hour of visitation has come. It's right up here now. Favor is about to locate somebody. 
in this season of the God factor, there's about to be a disruption that is coming over somebody's life, that the things that seemed impossible, that what your sisters and your brothers couldn't achieve, God is beginning to make it possible. I don't know who I came to announce to, but get ready for a shift of season. Get ready for an acceleration of your victory in the name of Jesus. That is a season of possibilities. That what conditioned Mary was nullified. I came to announce what has conditioned you is nullified. What has psychologically conditioned you is nullified. What has emotionally conditioned you is nullified. What has socially conditioned you is nullified. They said women can't rise to this level. Baby, you are the next one in line. You are about to rise and disrupt what society has said could not be done. They said you are the last born. There is no way you can do this. Let me announce to you the very fact that you are the last born. God is about to fulfill scripture. The last shall be the first in the name of Jesus. The conditioning of your life is nullified. God is bringing you into a season of favor. And I need you to be aware of it. I need you to be conscious of your hour of visitation. Because Mary is in a moment of visitation. She's in the hour of a God factor visitation. But she can't recognize it because she's so preoccupied with her conditioning. Society says it must be done this way. God says it must be done the other way. And so I don't care what your family has said. That which is impressed in your spirit by God is about to shoot up in the name of Jesus. In the year 2021, God is about to release you into your place of favor. Somebody is about to manifest in a way that you have never imagined before. A season of the God factor favor comes to break limitations over your life. I don't know what limitations you came with to church today, but may I announce to you, you are leaving them behind. As you go home, you are going back with the favor of the Lord. Go and do what was impossible. Go and become what was impossible in the name of Jesus. There is a way life conditioning makes you believe you cannot go beyond a certain level. But I came to announce to you, Joshua generation, you are made for more. Look at your neighbor and announce to them, I am made for more. You may not look like it right now, but you need to believe you are made for more. You are not just going to live the rest of your life walking on foot. You are not going to live the rest of your life renting a house. God is about to change somebody into a property owner. God is about to release a car into somebody's life. That the things that seem far-fetched, God will bring them near in the season of the God factor visitation. You better know that things are about to change in your life. And I came to announce to that devil that has held you in limitation that his time is up. Your release is at hand. A season of favor is emerging over you. God is saying to somebody, rise and shine, for the season of your time has come in the name of Jesus. You will encounter the possibilities of God. I don't know what seems impossible in your life, but you need to know you will encounter 
the possibilities of God in your life. And that is my second point very quickly and I'll close. Encountering the possibilities of God. Mary had a visitation of favor, but her conditioning could not see the possibilities. And the angel of the Lord had to use a testimony of her cousin Elizabeth. Let's go to verse 20, 36, the one that we read loud together. Because Mary is so conditioned with what life has programmed her, she can't comprehend the message of the angel. And so the angel knows there is a problem here. And for me to convince Mary, I need to bring in a testimony. I, bring, I need to bring in a, a, a proof of what God has done before for her to be able to believe. So the angel of the Lord says in verse 36, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Very interesting portion there. The angel is saying, look Mary, I know this sounds like a fairy tale for you. I know you are trying to calculate how it will happen. I know you are trying to put two and two together and it's not making sense. But let me present a case to you and let you know that there used to be a person who was in a similar condition as you. Your relative or your cousin Elizabeth had been conditioned by life that she was barren. And throughout her life, she believed she was barren. But the Bible brings a testimony of witness that in her old age, she became pregnant. But notice something here. It says, people used to call her barren. People used to say she is barren. You need to know that sometimes the conditioning is not even yourself. It is the people. People have got a tendency to respond to you based on your circumstances, based on your situation. So right now you are not employed. They are not saying it that you are not employed, but you know there is a way they treat you. They are trying to communicate something. There is a way all of a sudden you just hear in a, in a family certain decisions have been made. You are not there. They haven't said anything, but what they are saying is you are not employed. There is a way you used to hang out with these three single sisters together. All of a sudden, the two of them got married. You were left alone. For many years, you remained single. All of a sudden, the people that you used to talk to can no longer talk to you the same way they talked to you. They don't call you the same way they talk to you. It is, they haven't said anything about your singleness, but their silence is communicating. Deep down, you know what they are saying to you is, my sister, levels have changed. They will not tell it to your face, but you need to read between the lines because some of you are not sensitive. You keep on forcing yourself over people that have moved on. They are trying to communicate quietly to let you know 
that because of your conditioning, there are certain things we cannot do together anymore. Because of your conditioning, there are things we can no longer relate together at the same level anymore. So people have got a tendency to enforce life conditioning on you. It is so wicked because you already know you are unemployed, but they will rub it in your face. You already know you are broke, but they will remind you in a very diplomatic way. They will ask you, my wallet is not You don't even have a wallet. So you need to be aware that people will condition you based on your circumstances. It says, people used to say, she is barren. Put verse 36 there. Luke chapter number 1, verse 36. People used to say, she is barren. But now, she is in her sixth month. The angel is trying to prove to Mary that what you think is impossible is actually possible. And it has happened to your relative Elizabeth. I'm looking at somebody right now who is carrying a situation that has conditioned you. You've moved your entire life believing it is difficult to qualify for that aspiration. But there is a turnaround that is coming. It says people used to call her barren. I wonder what people are currently calling you. I wonder what label you have been given by people based on your conditioning based on your circumstances. And you're obviously not proud of it because if you had your means, you'd have turned around your situation already. If you had your way, you'd have wanted things to be better. It is not that you want to be in that condition, but sometimes people make it even look like it is your fault. Sometimes people make it look like it is your own doing. You deliberately want to be in that conditioning. It is not that you want to beg. It is not that you want to ask for money. But you are genuinely broke. And a person needs to survive. So when you reach out to people and ask, my brother, can you lend me a 50 kwacha? My sister, I'm asking for a 100 kwacha. It is not that you enjoy asking for money. It is because your conditioning has pushed you to the limit. But sometimes that becomes a branding that people then place on your life. They have no idea what you have been through. They have no idea how much you try and preserve your dignity. Before you pick up that phone and call, in your mind you're saying, Lord, if I can have it another way, let me have it. So by the time you're calling, you have reached your limit. But unfortunately, the person on the other end doesn't understand you. And for them, apempa pempa maningi. And that becomes a name. That becomes a brand. People used to call her barren. I came to announce to somebody this afternoon, your branding is about to change in the name of Jesus. 
that the same way people used to call Elizabeth barren, by God's divine visitation or God's God factor visitation, the Bible changes that from present tense to past tense. People used to call her barren. I don't know what you are currently being called, but get ready, it's about to change to past tense. People used to call him unemployed. People used to call her single. People used to call him broke. People used to call her uneducated. But now she is a lawyer. But now she is Mrs. Someone. But now he is the CEO. But now he's a multimillionaire. Somebody's story is about to change. People used to call her barren. But now, she is in a sixth month of pregnancy. Your time to shine will come. Your time to shine will come. I know you are thinking, ah, I have waited for too long. Pastor, you have no idea what I have been going through. Let me announce to you, your current conditioning is about to change to past tense. It will only be People used to call her this. But for where God is taking you from today onwards, the new term and phrase that will be used about you is the present tense. But now, that but is about to change everything in your life right now. But now, he is a man of God. But now, she is a woman of God. God is about to elevate somebody. And that will be your story. People used to call you a nobody. But now, you are the breadwinner of the family. Somebody get ready for a but now. Somebody get ready for a but now. A but one now is coming over somebody in this section. You are about to encounter your but now. Things have happened in a negative way for a very long time. But your but now is about to come. May but now locate somebody in this section that for the things that you've suffered shame, for the things that you've suffered persecution, a but now is coming in the name of Jesus. You will encounter the possibilities of God. Joshua generation, I want you to believe that things are going to get better for you. There is no situation that is too hard for the Lord. There is nothing that is impossible with God. He says, but now she is in her sixth month of pregnancy. And verse 37 now says, to validate what caused that to happen, it says, for with God all things are, all things are, may your marriage become possible, May your PhD become possible, your MBA become possible, may your finances become possible, may your business become possible, may your relationship become possible, may your scholarship become possible. Whatever it is you are believing God for, I declare right up now, it becomes possible in the name of Jesus. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Don't look at your situation based on your conditioning. I know it has never happened in your family before. That's a social conditioning. But now, look at your neighbor and say, but now. I know you have not had anyone in your family that has advanced to an MBA, to a PhD. But now, but now, somebody is about to be located with a but now. But now, but now, but now. I feel it in my spirit right now. But now is coming over someone. 
that God is rewriting everything that has caused you shame. God is rewriting everything that has caused you embarrassment. God is rewriting everything that has persecuted you. A but now is coming. Your but now is at hand. You will encounter the favor of God. There is no situation that is impossible with God. One of the most touching stories that my mother always narrates to me is how that a few months after I was born, I fell ill and she took me to the hospital and prescribed some medication and told her, your boy is not well, but just give him that and you'll be fine. And as my mother was going back with me home on a bus, she was trying to breastfeed me and as she tried to position me, she noticed and recognized that I was lifeless and my eyes had twisted upside down. And she says, in that moment, the person who was sitting next to her saw what was happening and she was a woman and you could see her facial expression communicating to my mother that things are not well. But in that moment, my mother said, I was in denial and refused to believe that I was going to lose my baby on the bus. And so she went along, got out of the bus, went home, walked home. When she got home, her elder sister, my aunt, received her. And when she gave her the child, my aunt began to cry. And the neighbors came. And when they looked at this boy, nobody needed to say anything. These are adults, so they knew. So when the neighbors came and looked at me, they also began to cry. Lo and behold, that is how the funeral started. And all the people started gathering because my mother had lost her last born son. And obviously I was a baby, so everything is told to me as a story in imagination. But every time she says it to me and narrates it to me, I sit there and imagine that a group of adults who had experience with life and knew what was going on in that moment were gathered around a corpse of a baby that they believed had died. And they were looking at a dead child. Based on their conditioning, based on their life circumstances, based on their experiences, they knew this child is gone. It was based on their condition. But God nullified that conditioning. That in the moment when their experience told them, you are looking at a dead child, God was looking at the next generation national youth pastor of Bread of Life Church International. God was looking at the father of Ethan and Joshua. God was looking at the husband of Lucy. God was looking at a mover and a shaker. And God said, I know they're saying you are dead, but now, somebody your but now will locate you in the name of Jesus. You are about to encounter a God moment that will turn around your situation. In the name of Jesus, I came to declare every limitation is broken. 
every dead situation in your life will resurrect in the name of Jesus. May this new month we are entering, the month of March, become a month of possibilities for you in the name of Jesus. Three is a number of resurrection. Things are about to resurrect in your life. Get ready, get ready. There are things that are about to resurrect. You have packed that dream, but it's about to resurrect. You have packed your idea of going to school. It's about to resurrect. You have packed the possibility of you starting a business. It is about to resurrect. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but begin to speak over your situation right now. Could you lift your voice and begin to speak over your situation right now? That I'm coming into my season of possibilities. I will not see things based on life conditioning. I will not see things based on social conditioning. I will not see things based on psychological conditioning. I will see things based on God's perspective. But now, but now, but now, but now, but now, somebody lift your voice. This is a good place to go in the spirit. Let your spirit kick in right now and begin to pour out some tongues. Begin to pour out some tongues and say, but now, but now, but now, but now. I know it has been impossible all these years, but now. I know what I'm looking at is impossible, but now. Somebody lift your voice. Shala Rabash. Oh, child of God, you better lift your voice. Let heaven hear you. Let heaven hear you. We're about to close this service, but you need to go home with your but now. You came with the testimony of people are calling you this. You are going home with a testimony of but now. You need to make sure you collect it in this moment of prayer. Lift your voice and begin to pray over your education, over your health, over your finances, over your marriage, your relationship, your business, your career. Wherever the enemy has held you in limitation, whatever impossible situation you're dealing with, it is becoming possible. It is becoming possible in the name of Jesus. Oh, you are encountering your favor right now. You are about to encounter your favor right now. Keep praying in the spirit. Keep praying in the spirit. There's a shift being activated. 
There's a shift being activated. Your seasons are changing. Shalabakai. Hida bakai lebebo. Shantalabasa. Hila mande lebe shekete. Mambro do koya la rabasha. Hele mando lobo shata la rabasha. Mambro do koya la rabashende rebebos. Shararababos. Shararababos. Sharamande rebebos. Shebrakaya la rabash. Everybody that is seated, I want you to stand except those that are at the altar. Joshua generation, you need to know God is about to make you become more. Don't be limited by what your family has told you. You are about to become more. Don't be limited what society has told you. You are about to become more. With God, all things are possible. Yes, no one has achieved it in your family, but it is a possibility over your life right now. It is coming to pass over your life right now. Pray in the spirit. Shebra dayando lobos Hiketeleba satelebebosh Sharara masetelebebosh Mando brodos shataya lababosh Everybody lift your hands as we close Shabakatelebebos Shabakatelebebosh As high as those hands are lifted Let the favor of the Lord begin to locate you A favor that changes seasons a favor that accelerates progress. Favor that turns around situations. A favor that breaks limitations. A favor that makes impossible situations become possible. With those hands high, you are presenting your impossible situation to the Lord right now. Because you've done all you can to calculate how you come out of it. You've done all you can to imagine how it will be possible. But as you present it to the Lord in this moment right now, I want you to do that with faith. And know right in this moment that things have changed. I don't know who it is, but you have been so engrossed in painful experiences so many things that have happened in your life are moments and segments of pain things that you're not proud of things that people did to you and have conditioned you in a particular way God brought you into this service to release you into your new season that a turnaround is taking place right now. Your story is changing. Every pain in your life fades away. 
and the name of Jesus now begins to lift you into a dimension of glory. A new level of glory is going to come upon your life that rewrites every shameful story of your past. Go home today believing that you have encountered the possibilities of God. Don't go back and look at the situation and say, I am back to where I was. Go home knowing that things have changed. That things have shifted. You have encountered the possibilities of God. For the rest of this coming month and the rest of this year, you will walk in the possibilities of God. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. What God must achieve in your life will be achieved. Your testimony will be nothing but the God factor working in your life in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, give God the best praise. I said give God the best praise. I don't know how you're excited about what's coming, but if I were you, I would give God my best because my season has shifted. An encounter of the God factor is upon me. What was impossible becomes possible. What was impossible becomes possible. Somebody give a shout. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. We pray that you are blessed. We hope that you can join us for the next episode. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joshua Generation BLCI.